Do you ever fantasize about having a two hour long prep every day or just one full day without students or meetings to get caught up on your giant to-do list? Well, we don't have a magic wand that can grant more time in the day, but we do have a framework for creating a workflow that may help you feel done. Today, we'll be leading you through six steps to a killer workflow, part three. Jesse and I have been crafting and refining our own workflows for years. Our goal has always been to fill our day with the most important things and drop all the unnecessary baggage. Mm -hmm. Today, we're working through the final two steps. If you're joining us for the first time, you want to go back to part one in season two, episode 19. And remember, this isn't a quick fix or something that will completely transform your teaching experience tomorrow. With all Miracle Force frameworks and strategies, intentional effort is necessary. We will break it down into extremely manageable pieces and give lots of examples. However, the action steps are on you. You only get out what you put in. So let's get started. Six steps to creating a successful workflow, part three. Hello and welcome. I'm Joe Karlovsky. And I'm Jessica Bauer. We're two educators that are obsessed with growth. We're living the beauty of shifting behaviors and taking control of our mindset. And we want to let you in on the magic and continue to bloom together. This podcast is inspired by Jennifer Gonzalez. We believe that everyone needs to find their marigolds. If you can find at least one marigold in your life and stay close to them, you will grow. Find more than one and you will positively thrive. Think of this podcast as a virtual workshop. We'll dig into tips, tools, and advice for personal, professional, and community growth. We share our learning through the lens of an educator because that's what we know, but these tools work for anyone. We'll also invite you to take action because change doesn't happen without it. And the best part of the podcast is that we're doing the work right alongside you. Let's dig in. This is the Marigold Force Podcast. This is an opportunity to briefly pause and check in with yourself and anyone else around you before diving into our new learning. So Jesse, where are you at right now? And do you need anything? Um, I'm feeling well rested and bright eyed for the first time in a bit. We had yesterday, we had a day off. So I spent the day watching movies and reading and taking a couple naps. And I feel ready for the short week. If the yeah. cold would go away. Yeah, same. <laughs> How about you, Joel? I'm also feeling well rested. It was a gift to have the day off yesterday. And um, I noticed the tension coming back this morning and I had to remind myself like one thing at a time, mm -hmm. it's going to be okay. Just take it one thing at a time. You don't have to do all of the week's, you know, outcomes in a day. Right. You still got four days to get all this done. So that's where I'm at. Nice. So. Well, I invite everybody to pause the podcast for a moment to check in with yourself. How are you feeling right now? Here's a quick recap on the previous steps. So if you haven't done so already, grab your notes. <laughs> Step number one, what's important and why? What aspects of teaching bring you the most joy? What are you really good at? Step number two, list all the job requirements you have and the times. What is everything you need to do? And approximately how long do you think it takes you to complete this task every week, every day, every month. Mm -hmm. And step number three, 
map out the day and plug everything in. This is our initial gut feeling on how long everything took. And step number four, focus your time and energy on one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. You track your time and focus your energy on one task at a time. Mm -hmm. So Jesse, how did steps three and four go for you? What went well? What was challenging? Did you notice any tendencies um, you had during your workday? Um, well, with step three, mapping out and putting like specific things into certain areas of my day, um, it was like a nice, it was almost like a permission slip to only, I think I always get kind of stressed about planning and prepping content. And I feel like I always like every chunk of time I have, I need to be planning and prepping content, but like, that's not necessary. I had like a specific spot, like this is the day that I do this. Um, this is the day that I email all these families. So this is the day I do whatever. So I don't have to be thinking all the time that I need to be doing all these action items during every single second of my day, which is exhausting. So it was nice to have those plugged in. Um, as far as like tracking my time and like using, I really, I'm like an Enneagram, Joel has done a bunch of work with the Enneagram and I've read, read tons of books and listened to it. And I know I'm a, I'm a type seven, so I can be a little bit more like floaty, like I'm going to do this now. And now yeah. I'm going to try this. And then I get, I can have like perfectionist tendencies and then I'm really hard on myself, but I ultimately kind of float around. So I, I struggled with the timer and like being really precise with that. Like this took me this many minutes and this took me this many yeah. minutes, but it was nice, like having a set time in my day and I have this amount of time and I'm going to work on this until my time chunk is done. And the goal is to finish the task, but now this time chunk is done. And I'm not thinking about this until it's scheduled into my day, whenever that was on my, my calendar template. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Joel? How did it go? How did steps three and four go for you? Yeah, I think it went well. What I realized is, although it's an approximation and I can be gentle myself, things took longer than I originally yeah. anticipated. And I think a lot of it is um, you know, we teach a Spanish immersion and it's really important to me that all emails I send out to staff are in Spanish first and then in mm -hmm. English. And it just takes me longer to write in Spanish. And that's just a reality. So like, I might, I realize like, oh, if I'm giving a feedback to someone who's a heritage Spanish speaker, I do it in Spanish. So it just takes yep. me longer to, to write that feedback than it would in English where, you know, mm -hmm. so I just, I, you, I always say like double what you think. And I'm realizing for some things I have to triple what I think. So it's like, oh, five minutes to write staff emails. It's like, actually it's 15 and that's okay. Mm -hmm. you know. But what I liked was that next step that we talked about, which is like, just set a timer for how long you want to take and then be done when the timer yeah. goes off. So like, even if I didn't get it all done, the timer went off and I just, my, my brain was like, I'm done. I'm good. Like okay. I don't, I can work on this at a different time, but I don't need to do it all right now, which is for really sure. important for me. So, yes. yeah. Well, now for step five, um, this is definitely Joel and our like secret sauce to our workflows. Um, it's batching, batching and using templates as much as possible. Um, batching tasks is highly effective time-saving hack and here just like three simple benefits, efficiency, Bouncing around from task to task gets in the way of any type of momentum. So starting any tasks requires more time because you just need to get going. But if you do all similar tasks at once, you only need to start one time. Um, two, it saves you energy. It requires more energy to shift between different types of tasks. With limited amounts of energy that we teachers have, you want to be able to reserve as much as you can by creating fewer shifts. And then three, 
it helps you focus. So when you need to constantly pivot to different types of tasks, you lose focus. By working with similar tasks at once with a similar focus, the quality of your work will be higher and you'll be less distracted by transitions. So Joel and I, we look for like every single opportunity to batch. Um, so things you consider batching are like emails, um, creating different types of content. So writing all of your morning messages for the week at one time. Um, individual practice activities. I make these class kick activities. I make them all at once. Um, phonics activities, read alouds. If you're grading longer responses, grading number one for every student first. I learned that from the cult of pedagogy and then grading like response number two. Um, it just, it's faster because you're looking at the same thing. So um, Joel, what are a few things that you batch during your day? Well, I for sure batch emails. I think that was the yeah. big one I realized is like stop constantly checking email and just give yourself, I give myself three separate times in the day where I'm just mm -hmm. responding to emails. Um, another thing I batch is just any meetings I have. So like every month I, depending on the type of coaching teachers need, um, I'll schedule out all of the feedback sessions mm -hmm. with them. So it's just done. And I for sure know that I prioritize every single teacher at the school, but it just takes time to do that. So it's like, okay, close my office door. Let's just bang this all out. Um, it's the same thing with feedback. Like I have to give feedback in a specific program and it just is a clunky program. So I've realized like, mm -hmm. okay, I'll do 10 teachers at a time and I'll just like feedback, done, feedback mm -hmm. done. And once you're in the program, it's really quick and smooth, but like, if you go out of it and come into it, it takes time. So I've realized, right. um, just batch it and it's, it might feel uh, at the time, but it's, yeah. it's worth it. And I've also realized like, it's okay to put it on music in the background. It's okay to put a podcast in the background. Yeah. Even in a public space like school, I, I did that a lot more when I was working from home, but I realized, oh, I can still do that here. Like no mm -hmm. one's judging me for like listening to music while I'm working. Like no. it's not, you know, so I had to get over myself and realize do what I can to batch effectively. For sure. So what about you? Um, well, definitely emails. I, I think that was some hack that you came across years ago, but then you made it even more refined with batching similar types of emails. So not yeah. just like your email chunk, but like, I'm going to send all my parent student updates at the same time. Cause as you get going, you like, we all obviously want to personalize that word, like makes me, <laughs> we definitely want to personalize for students, but we have some students that are similar mm -hmm. and they're going to get a similar update. So you have all That's the verbiage. Okay. Yes. So having that verbiage, like this student is like, they're doing the same things. Here you go. It's already out there. I already typed it out. I already put thought into it. Copy, paste, copy, paste. So definitely emails. Um, like I said, I do these little like language activities every week. And once I get going, it's like screenshot, copy, paste, same thing, music, Katie, my coworker, Katie and I share a space. And we always have our Taylor Swift music going in the background. Um, okay. So anything like that, my morning, my messages, I don't know what it is about like typing a message. I just, I don't like writing the morning messages. I don't know why I just don't, yeah. um, but I just, I type them all out. I have my lesson plans of what we're doing that week. So I just have them all typed out and dated and ready to go. Um, I do that all at once. Grading, I definitely grade in batches for sure. Um, yeah. A hundred percent. I think that's, I honestly, anything I like do, I like, I'm constantly thinking, is this something I could batch? So once you start doing it, you'll notice your brain going like, could I be doing this more efficiently by batching? It's fascinating. Yeah. So take a moment now to note a few things you could batch to save you some valuable time, write them on that workflow schedule you created or someplace handy. Pause the podcast now to put some intentional thought into this.
So the second part of step five is using templates whenever mm -hmm. you're doing or saying the same thing over and over. So some templates you should consider are email responses to the same questions, student updates, lesson planning templates, mm -hmm. PowerPoints or other visual supports, and video lessons. So the materials, the learning targets, the core instruction, the practice. So Jesse, what are some templates you have in place to streamline your day? Um, I definitely have those email responses to the same questions set up and ready to go. Um, my lesson planning, like I have like a blank folder. We use the Schoology platform. So my, how I structure all the content in Schoology looks the same. So I have like a like a template created in Schoology and my researchers are ready, which is just says day of the week number. And then it has my Monday folder, Tuesday folder, everything. And then it has assignment like they're very similar directions. So all the assignments are already in there and I use Google Drive to um, embed stuff. So I have all of that saved in my resources. So when I set up the content for the next week, I can just copy and paste it over, yep. change the dates, da -da 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 -da, modify the directions and it saves me a ton of time. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, lesson planning, like I have my, everybody has their lesson planning grade books, but like the biggest thing for me was finding a way to store the templates in a way that I would use them. So like my email templates, um, I had them saved as like saved responses, like in my inbox, but now I have a folder on my desktop that just says like quick resources. And I have, um, uh, just word documents that I can quick open up. And then I have all, and like, there's pictures in there, screenshotted things. So it's a, it's a folder right on my desktop where I have a lot of my templates just to copy and paste from. Yeah. Um, how about you, Joel? What do you, what are some templates you use and like, what's your process for storing them? <laughs> um, for me, it's now that I've been doing this job for more than a few years, it's, it's, starting with the same templates for things that happen every year. So periodic conferences, mm -hmm. goal setting mm -hmm. conferences, end of the year conferences. So like if I already designed a beautiful flow for that, mm -hmm. I'll like go back to that. Like why reinvent the wheel? It's already mm -hmm. done. Start there and then personalize from there. Mm -hmm. um, same thing, emails, um, professional learning, um, slide decks and all those things. I definitely, and then, and even teacher feedback templates. Like mm -hmm. I have to always type in, keep doing next action, quick win. And like just having all of that stuff set and ready to go. Mm -hmm. So that like, when I enter a classroom, like it's already set and, and pre prep for me. So yeah. I just have to put in the, the fresh notes, but the rest of the stuff is already there. Yeah. Um, and something I I've been teaching a, a few teachers how to do is use the, using the signature to save it. So like you can change your signature on the email, but instead of a, a signature, you can have it be the full email. Oh, cool. So like you can type in the, the signature is just that email. So like, say you're a parent is asking, well, what do I do with this technology? Signature three done. That's, and it, you save cool. it as like technology or like, you know, so it's, it's a little hack, but, and I'm sure there's better ways to do it, but just right. making sure that you don't reinvent the wheel for something that you say again and again, you know, for sure. Yeah. So Marigolds, now it's your turn. Make a list of questions you get from families again and again. What content do you prepare every single week that you could definitely be created from a template? Pause the podcast now to list out a few things.
Now for the sixth and final step, reflect and refine Mm. what, yep. And what is most important is going to shift. Your systems are going to shift, but the biggest thing is you want to start slow and simple as you continue to track your time, shift what you need, what needs to be shifted in your workflow are certain tasks taking an unreasonable amount of time. How can you streamline that process with batches or templates? And this is the trickiest one for teachers. Does anything need to come out? Um, I was thinking about this quite a bit when you were sharing, Joel, about your, it takes you longer to write in Spanish. And it was very clear that that was important to you, that I want to give this feedback. So that's like a core value. This is a strong why for me. So for me to be able to do this, like stuff has to give to do the things that are most important to you. So be thinking about that. What do you have to give up to put time into the things that mean the most to you and your teaching profession? And slowly build up your um, arsenal of templates and your system for saving and using templates. Figure out what works best for you and your brain. And the number one action step for step six is to stick with it. Don't get discouraged. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, Jesse and I have been refining our workflows for years. So every school year transition or change focuses us to rethink our workflows. So go easy on yourself. You're already doing the work by listening to this podcast. So go you. That's all she wrote. You just completed (laughs) all six steps of six steps to create a killer workflow. Hats off to you. Keep coming back to each step again and again, persist, refine, or abandon where you need because you're the boss. And now it's time for commitments, inspirations, and celebrations. A big part of making true change direction is setting those commitments, checking in with each other, and celebrating all of it along the way. So, all right, Joel, where, what are you committed to in the week ahead? Um, especially since I saw how important it was for us yesterday, I'm recommitting to just five to 10 minutes of taking, laying on the floor, closing my eyes, taking a rest in the middle of the day and just making sure that that happens. So, um, I'm being pulled away in different ways more and more. And I just realized I need to find time to do that. And I'm so much better when I do, it's amazing Mm -hmm. what five to 10 minutes can do for my brain. So I'm recommitting to resting in the middle of the day. What about you? I'm committing to checking myself before I start another task with just, does this need to be done right now? Mm. Your uh, comment in the beginning, like, I don't need to do all of my action items for the entire week on Monday. Like I don't need to, (laughs) I have a whole lifetime of action items. So just really checking myself was that one thing good enough. And it usually is. So I'm committing to checking myself. Uh, Inspirations. Um, I've been loving the Sway podcast. Um, It's a New York Times podcast with Kara Swisher. And she just gets these great interviews and she, it's all deep. It's like, she doesn't like surface questions. She just goes right for it. And she's a great interviewer. She's been around forever. And she's been, she was interviewing Bill Gates before he was Bill Gates. Like that's how long she's been in the game. And she's just so good. So the Sway podcast by the New York Times. Cool. What about you? Um, mine is another cricket carrot. I love the cricket carrot, like food blog there. They have most like 
it's a majority vegetarian and a lot of vegan options okay. and they're really simple recipes, but I really love their shakshuka. Okay. Um, shakshuka I had never had until this year Ross made it the other day and it seemed like a recipe. It's like very heavily kale and like all vegetables. There's a little bit of fried egg on there. And I saw it. I'm like, Ross, you're going to hate this. This is like hundred percent the opposite of what you like. <laughs> and it's like one of his favorite things. It's so yeah. delicious, so easy, all the kale linked in the show notes. Love it. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll find everything from this episode. In our celebrations. What are you celebrating? Oh, celebrations. <laughs> the one thing I was like, oh, I don't want to celebrate anything. Um, celebrations. Can you go first? I wasn't, I got caught off. <laughs> yeah, I'm celebrating that. We've been budgeting for years. My husband's waited like 13 years for a new bike and we got a new bike for yeah. him. Yeah. It's really fun to like go and be like, we've budgeted for this for years and we can do this. So like, it was yes, to get a, his new like commuter bike. So fun. Yeah. Just celebrating those little things. What about you? Um, ours is similar. Ross and I have been saving and budgeting and saving to try to buy a house for years. Oh. And yeah. So we just sent in all of our pre-approval stuff to our, our banking lady last night. So thank you. That was a reminder that, yeah, that is something big to celebrate. For sure. Well, you'll find everything from this episode in our show notes, including a guide I just created to help you put this framework into practice. You can't say it enough on our Marigold Force podcast. True change only happens with action. We'll see you next week on the Marigold Force podcast. You did it. Another week of prioritizing yourself and taking action. Your community needs the best you and you're bringing it. And if you're loving the podcast, consider rating and reviewing the show. Reviews help more educators find the Marigold Force podcast. They also give us the inspiration to keep showing up in this community. And here is a review from um, RAPOW001. I wish there were daily episodes of the Marigold Forest. Whether you're an educator or not, Jesse and Joel have such wonderful tips to keep you grounded, connected, and productive on your journey of self-care. I'd highly recommend tuning in. Thank you so much, uh, RAPAL001. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We're also on social on all the social media platforms. Follow us on Instagram at the Marigold Forest for the cute, simplified version of the <laughs> podcast content. You can save the pot posts for later so you can pull them up whenever you need a little reminder of a strategy. So we'll see you next week, dear Marigolds, and keep blooming. Keep blooming.